Hey out there in Radio Land, do you want an awesome new place to check out groceries and also shop a really killer selection of craft beer that you might not know they even had? Well, you need to go down and check out New Earth Market. That's right. That's right here in Chico. They are at 864 East Avenue, right by Tinseltown. So maybe you're going to uh, see the movie that we're covering this week and you want to grab a couple beers right after the show so you can drink along with us. New Earth Market might be your new favorite place to go and pick up groceries with the family. You make everybody happy. It's a win-win. It's a one-stop shop. Killer craft beer selection. They even do tastings down there. They've got breweries coming in and doing tastings all the time. Check them out for special events and updates. Once again, that's New Earth Market, located here in Chico, California. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey dudes, thanks for tuning in. This is Fresh Hop Cinema, a Chico, California-based podcast about craft beer and film. My name's Max Minardi. I'm Johnny. This is a gr- you don't say your last name now? No. What's that about? I'm just Johnny. All right. That's a, I think it's the first time that's ever happened. I don't need y'all uh, to know my last name. Great. Where to find me? In Definitely don't look at the last episode we did or read our descriptions or anything. Then he can just be Johnny forever. Yeah. Manitoba. I'm changing my name. Like Cher. Welcome to the show. If you've never Cher, Cher, Cher changed your name. She doesn't have a last name. Cher has no last name. It's just Cher, just like Madonna. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That, yeah. I mean, what's Cher's last I name? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It's Cher. Uh, if you've never heard the show before. <laughs> it's like Smith. We are a craft beer and film podcast. It's a lot of fun. We, like I said, are based in Chico, California. That's Northern California. We typically cover two beers in a movie. And that's actually not a beer because Johnny is hydrating with sparkling water. Yeah, yeah. I think, right? Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah. Um, if you like what you're hearing, you'd like to reach out to us, you can always find us on social medias at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. And if you are worried about spoilers for the movie of the week, I want to tell you, you don't have to worry about that until the very last bit of the show. We're a family-friendly podcast, including not spoiling movies until the last section called The Danger Zone. Then we, we, we pull out all the stops. We'll spoil things. We'll let our adult mouths do some swearing if we feel it's necessary. And other stuff. And the other stuff. So that's, that's the show, guys. And honestly, this week, I don't think there's going to be much spoiling in the danger zone. Right. That's the other thing. Yeah. I've had a long week. I wasn't able, I got stuck in traffic today before I could catch the movie. So instead of seeing uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary about Fred Rogers, I did not see it. Mm. So Johnny did. Yeah. So the show's going to be a little bit different in that he's going to be kind of filling me in on all of that. Yeah. I was a brave explorer delving deep into the world of Mr. Fred Rogers. Yeah. And I'm here with knowledge and information. And lots of sweaters and songs. It's going to be a great, great time. Yeah, so all that's going to happen a little bit later on. But first, we're going to talk about this first beer. And since I brought it for the first time in what feels like a long time, I'm going to go ahead and talk about this. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about where our beers are coming from this week, too, because we... Well, yes. I'm going to... I think this one, though, does not qualify. Oh. but It's from your cellar, isn't it? Oh, that's true. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. Oh, yours is from your cellar, too? Yeah. I forgot about that. Well, mine was a gift from a friend from abroad. Okay, so usually we get not beers. like a female. Not like, a, like, she's a she's a broad. He got a. She it, called me the beers. This broad gave me a beer and I gave it to my buddy yeah. Johnny. No, a broad, no last name. A, a broad across the ocean is yes. What? It still could be interpreted as a woman across the ocean. <laughs> I mean, you know what's funny is yeah. it was a uh, his his gal did buy it. I think at oh, the really? bottle shop it's from she abroad. Works at. From abroad. So this is a beer from abroad. From abroad. From abroad. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually your beer later on. The beer that we're doing now. So both. What he's saying. What we're getting at. 
is instead of buying our beers at a store and someplace that we would plug and tell you to go find these beers, we got these each from our personal collections, one apiece, and the first one is one that I picked. Yep, you reach deep into the annals yes. of the fresh hop. So, so this is a beer made by Upland Sour Ales, and we've done at least one of their beers before. I don't remember which episode, but I remember being thoroughly impressed. Yeah. Was it was it Darken? Yes, that was a beer that I had tried before on draft, and mm-hmm. I got just because I knew it was stellar, and you had to try it. We had to do it for the show. It was really good. So they make some great stuff. Their labels, I remember we spent a lot of time talking about them. They're they're just like watercolor and paint and, and all sorts of really artistic stuff, so they're really eye-catching. Anywho, I saw this beer on a shelf in Reno at Craft, which is a place that I quite enjoy, mm-hmm. and I knew I wanted to get it for the podcast, didn't know when we could do it. And it turns out this week was perfect, yeah. Because we needed beers, and it was I was, you know, rifling through the yeah. the beer cellar fridge thing, and I saw this guy. It's a bourbon barrel aged sour red ale, and I've never had it, but based on the pours that we have, it looks pretty pretty true to character. It's eleven point two percent, so I'm curious to see, Johnny, if you taste it, if it is uh, as heavy as it is, if it tastes as heavy as it as it actually is at eleven point two percent. It smells red. Sure. It's a, I believe it's a Flanders style. While you're tasting that, I'm going to read the back of this bottle here. It says, Crimson is our stronger rendition of the classic Flanders style red ale. For the sour ale, we take bourbon barrels that we previously used to age other beers to create a subtle bourbon and dark charred wood character that is both pleasant and complex. This beer is fermented with a special cocktail of microorganisms that creates beautifully balanced sour notes with hints of cherry pie. Crimson pours reddish brown with aromas of dark fruits and bourbon oak. The final version of this beer is aged for 18 months before packaging. What do you think, man? Initial initial thoughts on this. Getting a lot of bourbon. Hmm? Hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's boozy. Is it? It's very boozy. It's like boozy red vinegar. Um, It's like almost musty in mm-hmm. a way I that, that. I, I like, totally wasn't expecting. It looks like it should be like almost fruity and a little bit more tart. Definitely not as tart as I expected. No, I think the bourbon barrel aging kind of takes a lot of that out. But it's definitely a Flanders-style taste. You can yeah. get that Flanders red. It's not, yeah, it's not too sour, though. No, it's definitely toned down on the sour, but it's got a very, like, musty taste to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I think I like it. Yeah. I think I think those are all good qualities well, in this. because they're all qualities of bourbon, too. That's true, yeah. I suppose. Um, it's also... Sp- relatively carbonated i thought it would maybe be a little bit flatter a little bit more viscous but it's pretty active yeah it's earthy too it's got a ton of mm-hmm. it's like drinking tree bark from the base of a tree <laughs> yeah um like if a maple tree poured instead of maple if it just poured itself yeah into a glass um this is good i get the kind of vinegary vibe when it finishes off though mm-hmm. um i don't know that i dislike it i think there's also a lot of heat on the back end yeah you do it's get a really lot of that hot yeah with an eleven two, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a big beer. Yeah, I it's good though, man. I'm I think this is one. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find a bottling date on this bottle. I looked briefly before we started. I don't like this beer at all. Oh really? Nope. Interesting. So this was this was bottled uh, in October of last year, okay, of 2017. So, um, will you hit me with a, like another yeah. ounce or two of that? Please? So it's, I think this is definitely one that has Perfect. mellowed quite a bit since it was bottled. I at least because we drank that dark and pretty fresh. Yeah. And it was definitely, uh, I don't know, a little more present maybe. Also, uh, just the whole style of the beer was completely like different. That sure. one was a bit more spice and fruit forward. It totally was. Like, I love their fruit forward sours. This one, I feel, I mean, it's it's exactly kind of what you would expect from the, the label description, but it, I don't know. Just, it, is it misses the mark for me. It, it just tastes squishy. Like, mm, it's just, But not in a good way? No, no. Interesting. 
Yeah, and maybe we'll disagree here. I think it's I think it's a really good offering. It's all right. It's not none of none of the qualities really like stand out and like grab me and make me say this is good. I think the thing that I enjoy about it is that and we've talked about this a few times over the over the episodes. I love a good Flanders style red ale. Yes. And oftentimes I can't drink too much of them because they are too tart mm-hmm. and too sour. And I think this one actually, because of the bourbon barrel aging, it does mellow out enough where I can enjoy all the flavors that I like in a Flanders without overpowering my palate. Yeah. So if, yeah, I think this is I think this is really tasty. Also, it's a 500 milliliter bottle we're drinking it out of. I think that's their standard, and I think it runs 13 to 14 dollars. Mm, yeah, this one's tough for me. Hmm. There's just there's a lot about it. I mean, honestly, I've been kind of. Uh, going bad on on sours like super heavy sours for a while and this one could actually use a bit more tartness interesting i think it could use a little bit more punch it just doesn't land for me huh it's like a a muddy version of a flanders with bourbon yeah. i mean it definitely dulls it, it yeah. dulls all of those things you'd experience we've talked about sometimes beers being too like especially with um beers with lots of adjuncts mm-hmm. being too many trying to be too many yeah. things um, and maybe that's kind of what you're getting. Like, two, it's not enough of the Flanders, or it's maybe not enough the other way. Maybe, yeah. It, it needs to be like more of something. Yeah. Uh, it's just it go it goes from understated to just underwhelming. Honestly, for Interesting, me, yeah. It's just not there. I don't know, man. I'm not feeling this one. Well, interesting enough. Let's give it a let's give it a little rating. I'm gonna write mine down quick, so your what I'm guessing lower than my score doesn't affect mine. Um, no man, I I like this a lot. So you know, I could see how you would like it, but it's like I don't know. Maybe just the the combination of the bourbon notes from the barrel and the uh, the the Flanders. They don't. Yeah, I mean, they don't go hand in hand. It's a weird combo. But I do think, and I don't know exactly what bourbon they were using to age their stuff in, and I, not that I could pick it out, but but some bourbons tend to be a little bit more fruity versus a little bit hotter and and yeah. spicier. And I think I think whatever they use here works for me. I think the the heat and the flavors that I'm getting from the barrels really accents the cherry taste in this and that kind of darker squishy fruit like you were saying hmm. and maybe it's yeah it's just like a personal taste thing but yeah and it could be too that i'm so biased to their fruited sours that mm. like i saw the label and i was like crimson i'm like oh that's gonna be like cherries or like something yeah so yeah. i had this idea in my head as soon as i saw the beer of like what i thought it would taste like um yeah I don't know. you've been going pretty hard on that i mean not really hard but you've been drinking a lot of that jam band right still uh yeah berry ale yeah and that's a very fruit forward yeah that one's like smack you in the face with some berries yeah this one's definitely just just not enough of any one of its elements for me i'm gonna give this like a conservative four oh that's that's pretty low yeah but i mean like a middle of the road for me is five yeah you know what i mean yeah so it's just under your yeah enjoyment well i'm going with a solid eight yeah yeah i think there's a lot of nuance here and i think as it's warming up too it's going to get a little bit better and since i'm guessing that i'm going to enjoy most of the rest of this bottle <laughs> I'm assuming you're not going to have too much more yeah uh, i will check in later this episode to let you know what else comes out i assume i'm going to get some more spice and some more of the bourbony characteristics obviously as it warms yeah i think um, i just don't like those yeah. two things together which is fine yeah I'll, st- I'll just stick to their fruited sours if you guys get a chance to try Upland Sour Ales Crimson, let us know what you think. We mentioned all the social medias at the beginning. We'd love to hear your thoughts. I don't exactly know where you can find this these days, but if you do, uh, let us know. Let your friends know. I think it's it's worth a try. Send us your thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Uh, moving right along? Moving. How's along. your week been? Yeah, the updates. Yeah, yeah. how you been? I, figured, I was thinking about it the other day. We should just call this, instead of hot and bothered, we know, should like, just call this like the weekend update. I know. Just or something like, dumb like that. Yeah, the, it's ne- the weekend. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and yeah, we're just so privileged that like neither of us have had a bothered the last like three i was weeks. pretty bothered today were you i called you 
on my way back oh, from Reno. Yeah. I was real, but it was just like a in the moment mad sort of thing. I, I remember talking thing. to you. I was like, you sound I was like so, a man in the throes of traffic. Yeah. Yeah, I was it was not good. But I, it didn't bother me enough to really make it a bother. Yeah. I, I could probably come up with one this week though. But alas. Yeah. What have you been up to this what week? What have I been up to? Or last you know, week? pretty much took the weekend off. Um laid low. You know, Shalane has been working on schoolwork. There was one really cool highlight. I got to hang out with some of our Fresh Hop fam. Did you? And see a bunch of really cool people uh, at a brisket. Oh, right. I heard about that. Yeah, that was, was a brisket uh, event. I was invited, and I could. I was out of town. Yeah. Um, Dang it. And did we get together Friday, or was that last Friday? No, it... it mm, so today for us is Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was the Friday. It was last Friday. It okay, was, was so... Right? Is it was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes. So was. that was... Like a major highlight. That was our like, Patreon event. Yeah. Okay, yes. So last weekend we had our, our bar hang. Yeah, at the handlebar. That should be a highlight for both of and us. And that that was fun too, man, because um, so many people from that level showed up, including some people not on that level, and it worked out, I think, and I think we established a new rule. Everyone's was, invited. Everyone's invited, and we just cover the first round of the people in, in the in the price appropriate you, you know the tier you're in but yeah. yeah we're gonna probably open that up to all the patreon yeah because it was so fun seeing so many people and yeah. it was just a good day it happened to work out that people that oftentimes can't make events were able to come yeah so and shout our, out to everybody that our hats off to our patreon family that came out it was really just it was a great time some good hangs good conversations we missed john wallam we yeah. missed jared schmidt Jared was gone too yeah and uh, brian McAllister didn't make it from that tier right so he I was think, yeah. working in town doing another beer event. Right. So, so not a bad, not no, a bad reason. No, man, it was fun. We, we it snowballed into beers at the Goose, which oh, snowballed into turn into closing the Goose. Nice. <laughs> um, this is. I wish I would have remembered this. We had a server at the Handlebar. Yeah, uh, Hannah. The, Hannah, that's right. She was baller. I want to shout out Hannah too because she took care of everybody and was killing it. Also, just shout out to the Handlebar in general for yeah. letting us crash the back room for a couple hours. Yeah, they 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 treat us so well, and she's such a sweetheart. She was a really really great too. Yeah. Also, a lot of people brought some cool beers that we tried. Yeah, we had some really cool stuff. I was sitting by Nathan, and he brought he brought a bunch. Yeah, that was cool. Our, uh, Including like a fourteen or fifteen. Be more specific, Nate Tipton. Tipton, yeah, yeah. He brought a he brought I think it was a fifteen Bourbon County. Yep. Not, was it fifteen? Yeah. That was or fourteen maybe. It was that was. Great. It was old. Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah. There was a couple ones that I love it when people bring beers that like should be good. I, I are you talking about the Mocha one? Yeah. The I Mocha loved, Wednesday. I loved it. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. It was super fresh. Yeah, that's true. And it was just not everyone's cup of tea. Max right. liked it. I did, but Hannah liked it. Hannah dug so. it. You know, I think she's the voice of reason in this. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But no, it was a blast. And uh, if you're not on Patreon, you should really join because we got a good group of people going. Yeah. Uh, and there's yeah. talk of a Halloween party. Is there? There is. Love it. Yeah. That's what is this month? That's in a couple months. Yeah. All right. I'll be so, back from tour at that point too. Yeah. Let's do it. That's yeah. Great. So. We're gonna get weird. Patreon's fun. Could be fun. Could One be of the good. best decisions we've made as a podcast. Yeah, having I think a Patreon. So man, it's been good. Money notwithstanding. Yeah, just getting to know people's tight. Getting to know people better, and you know, even it doesn't matter about the money. Yeah, the people are way more important. It's way more fun. And yeah. we've been slinging koozies like crazy. That's true. So that's been dope. Yeah, it's cool. It's funny too when you think about it. Like in that particular tier, like we buy everybody a drink. It's, yeah, it's all like you're basically buying yourself a drink. Yeah, kind of. Um, or it's like a beer savings account, pretty much. Yeah, that's you what get it beer is. credit. We'll just yeah. get you a beer every month. Exactly, it's fine. Yeah, we just hold on to your money until you need it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good, man. So, anyways, that's a that's a joint hot for us. I think that yeah. that was that was fun. Yeah, and then the um the the brisket. Right, I as you were saying, I mowed on so much beef. Yeah, 
I smelled like beef for the rest of the afternoon. That'll do it. It was ridiculous. That'll do it. Yeah, some good people out there. Uh, Where was that? That was at Nate Tipton's house. Look at Nate just slaying the hots this week. Telling you, man. He's all up in our business. And uh, props to Mr. John Wallum. Mm. One. Oh, did he? Won the brisket off. Who's judging? It was me and like three other people. Uh, You got bought. Yeah, I I tried. (laughs) I said I am wide open to bribery. Come at me. Why not? Best offers and or sexual favors. Done. Didn't get any of either. Well, then you're just an yeah. honest... Well, you're not honest. People are honest, I guess. Yeah. You're dishonest. I had tried. I tried yeah. to be shady. Didn't yeah. work. Oh, well. Got to eat a bunch of brisket. It was really good. They actually... Nick Land, being a consummate professional, showed up with like this gnarly judging sheet that had like criteria, awesome. and there was a point system, and it was really cool. So it was pretty professional, and uh, I'm possibly going to host the second one. That makes sense. We're looking at doing another one, and I've got a really great space to host, and we're looking at doing possibly like a uh, pork shoulder with sauce, so you'll be judged on two criteria, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. Uh, check out the Facebook group. I think Nick started it. I don't know who started it, but it's called CQE, and it's just Chico mm. Barbecue Enthusiasts. CQE? Yeah. Like Chico Q Enthusiasts? Yeah. Okay. Just because Q is like shorthand for, for oh, barbecue. Okay, yeah, sure. I get it. Um, I get but yeah, so I think that's where they're going to be posting for the next round of signups because they're going to expand. So it's, like a, it's a public thing? Yeah. It's cause the only three, yeah, I think it's a public group. I'm not on Facebook. I don't know. Oh, I'm, just, right. I'm just conveying secondhand information here. But uh, Nick Land, John Wallum, and our buddy Austin slung some brisket. Nice. So yeah, cool. and hopefully we'll have more next time. But. That was my hot man. That's been nice. that's been fun, and uh, we discovered a new Netflix show. Uh, oh, you told me this. What's it called? Yeah, Dark Tourist. Dark Tourist, bro. In a nutshell, uh, it's this pretty unbiased Brazilian journalist, or I think Brazilian, maybe South Africa. He's got a cool accent. Cool. So it's one of the. T- I think he's um, <laughs> South African because uh-huh. he sounds like Doug. Doug's dead. See, we did this one time, and yeah. that guy's New Zealand. Taika Waititi is from New Zealand. I think he's from New Zealand then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. what it is. Because he's got the same. I was thinking that when Brazil he was saying plus where he's South from. South Africa equals New Zealand. I got it. Totally. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I just have to say this accent. Doug's yeah. dead. Doug's dead. Bye, new Doug. Yeah. People love that accent. That's great. I wish Taika Waititi was like a character in all of his movies. He's great. Yeah. But anyway, this unbiased uh, journalist explores all these places that are. Quasi dark, i.e., morbid or off the beaten path in a very like niche kind of way uh, of tourism all over the globe. Like he goes to Japan to the towns outside Fukushima where the nuclear meltdown happened and went to the places where there was the tidal wave and all this crazy stuff. Um, not going to get into too many spoilers, but I think the first episode was Colombia and he ends up meeting. Pablo Escobar is hitman. Is that a guy that works for Pablo or that killed Pablo? No. I guess, the, is Pablo Escobar alive? No, he got killed. Oh. Yeah, he got killed on by a... By that guy? No, no. He was killed by, uh, like, Colombian drug enforcement. Like, their army of guys that were trying to fight the drug war in, like, 93. We should know this from watching American Made with Tom Cruise. Right? But oh. this dude, his name's Popeye, and he killed, apparently, over 250 people for Pablo Escobar. That's a lot. And apparently, he did his time. Mm. super serious bunny mm. ears there mm-hmm. um and now he's like a youtube star you can find this dude's youtube channel and he's like making these parody videos of like him being an action star it's so dark dude what it's time just to be like, alive yeah and he's having this like in-depth conversation with this cold stone cold just gnarly looking dude with shark eyes 
that's killed like 250 people for Pablo Escobar. And that's the moment I knew like the series was legit. Like it wasn't like staged. I mean, it was, they arranged the meeting, but the dude was at the prison that Pablo Escobar built for himself in Colombia filming YouTube videos for his channel. So yeah, that's the dude was shaking his head the whole time yeah, too. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, cause one of his things was like, Pablo Escobar made you kill your girlfriend. Did you say that was the first episode? I think that was the very first episode. It's a way to make a statement and about I was your just show. Like, yeah. Oh my god, he's just sitting down with this dude named Popeye. Mm-hmm. Seriously, shark eyes though. He is just, this is this a show that has all the episodes already out, or are they still yeah. thinking about, Okay. Yeah. No, that's one of the the Netflix docs where it's just like boom, here's all of them. I think we're three or five in something like that. Do you have any idea how many there are? I want to say like eight or nine. Something right. like that. And it's There's called Dark Tourists. Dark Tourists, and it cool. is it's crazy, man. That that first episode got me hooked, and I'm like, all right, let's go. Are they hour episodes? Uh, about 40 minutes. Yeah, so TV it's hour. reasonable. Yeah, it was nice. But it's really kind of realizing the potential of what Netflix can do um, as far as just travel. And, I mean, it's like really the first documentary series for Netflix in like the more modern era that they've come mm-hmm. out with besides like Planet Earth. But that was more of that a, series. Though. But that was more like nature channel or something wasn't animals. it yeah. i do too they're so like, fun to watch i bought a 4k tv just to watch penguins planet earth yeah you know what i mean yeah uh but yeah it's a really nice just representation of where netflix is going so check yeah. that show out nice uh i'll do i've got a, just a little quick one i've had uh since since our patreon event i've played every night of the week so saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday are your fingers bleeding they actually my fingers did start to hurt because i had that week off in hawaii uh-huh. they're good now but i do have two more gigs i have gig tomorrow and saturday where at down in modesto oh if you're uh, hearing this, yeah, it was no, last weekend. Won't. It was, yeah, you just missed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but usually by now, after Reno by itself, not including a gig before that, my voice is not feeling good. Yeah, but you as sound... you can hear now, it's just a normal amount of voice, silky even. Yeah, so I've been been hydrating pretty well and really focusing on my vocal technique all week. Nice, because I knew I had sort of a marathon. Yeah, so I feel good. This is a nice ying to the yang of your vacation. Yeah, you're really just hitting it hard. Yeah, yeah, right. Just bounce right out and. I do feel healthy. I almost feel like because of my vacation and my relaxing, I got sick. And now that I'm back to the grind, we're good. You need that hustle, baby. My immune system's like, no time to be sick. Yeah, you're we're like, busy. get up off the yeah. beach, bro. Yeah. So that was that's what's got me hot this I like week. it. Anything exciting happened in Reno? Um, Nothing too out of the ordinary. Um, I saw your Instagram live video, and you were covering an R. Kelly song. Oh, I do that all the time. And it made me quite uncomfortable. Did it? Have you heard the new R. Kelly song? I have not. It's called I Admit It. It's like a 19-minute epic song about him just like kind of laying it all out there about garbage, being awful, peeing on 14-year-olds. That is the thing that happened. I never understood that reference, but everybody's like, he pees on – I'm like, everybody pees. Bro, it's on video. I didn't know that. There's there's a video. Well, would it make you feel better if he was telling the girl while he was peeing on her that he's not trying to be rude, but pretty girl he's feeling her? Yeah. I think he actually says that. That's what the song's about, yeah. Let me give it that peep, peep. Yeah, I did learn Uptown Funk, which was a fun thing to work out solo. All right. Uh, I feel okay about it. Yeah? I've only played it twice. I think when I play it this weekend, I'll feel good about it. All right. Although I am playing with a drummer and a bass player, Rob and Gavin, this week, so maybe it'll be a totally different arrangement. I don't know. It could be. It could get wild. That's my life, though. Somebody with horns could just come out of the back of the coffee shop or... Yes. I just assume you're playing in a coffee shop. That's No, a pub. A pub? Nice try. And then a restaurant slash pub. So. All right. Do either of them serve coffee? Uh, no. All right. Well, they have like you know, you know, like a, they have like a pot of hot coffee that probably burns for twelve hours and then bar coffee. Yeah, bar coffee. Dude, I had Duffy's. Coffee I knew you were gonna say Duffy's. So many times. It's so gross. So good. Yeah, it's good and gross at the same time. Yeah. Last time I had it was January when I wasn't drinking for what ended up being two and a half weeks. Yeah. 
Your sober month. My sober, yeah. 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 So. We should do a sober month together on this podcast. Yeah. That'd be we fun. We could do that. Or. It'd just be super we could awkward. not do that. <laughs> and we could just drink. What if we did uh, alternating sober months? Oh, like just forever? No. Oh. Like one oh, of us was it. sober one month and the other was sober the next month? You know, I did it in, in 2017. Yeah, I remember happen. when you had, and you basically yeah. just tasted. Just tasted, yeah. You were almost to the point where you were like a wine connoisseur and you were just like, Pah. Yeah, just right back Ping. to the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah so it could be fun yeah you owe me a month I guess so if you want to do one, and then and then we'll alternate that's aggressive sir yeah. um actually also, it's, it's three weeks I didn't drink while you were in Hawaii okay okay we just, also that's I totally true. did who okay. am I kidding <laughs> uh, also just real quick I guess we could never mind I'll just wait till we get to the next section it doesn't apply yet never mind yeah yeah you just like saying stuff and yeah structure it's, I mean it yeah kind of what was no I'll tell you later. I'm confused now I'll tell you we got to go to break pretty you have anything else you want to say about this. About what? About our hot and bothered <laughs> stuff or anything about this beer? Or... Uh, you should, if you don't follow Max on Instagram, you should, at <laughs> Max Minardi Music. Yeah. He, he went live, and I was just screwing off on my phone, yeah. and I saw he was live, and I actually caught like half of his set, said hi on there. It was oh, kinda, did you? Yeah, it was kind of cool. I don't understand Instagram live, because as soon as I finished the video, it was gone. Like, oh, really? I couldn't tell if anybody... No, it's still on your story. It is on my story, but like no comments, nothing. I think if you have to, you have to click on the video, and that. then you scroll up, and you can see what people have written. Maybe I didn't try that. I'll figure it out. Well, you could, is it? It might still be there. I'm pretty I'll sure. Let's let's screw around with that on the break. Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's take a break, and we're gonna come back with some fantastic information about the new Mr. Rogers documentary. Won't you be my neighbor? Hey, everybody out there in podcast land! You should check out Secret Trail Brewing Company because every Monday they release a keg deep from within their brewery of a one-off beer, and today. July 30th, they are releasing a keg of a blood orange-infused Berliner Weiss, which sounds absolutely delicious in this Chico heat. So you should definitely go check them out. Max is going to tell you what hours they're open and where they're at. Yep, they are here in Chico, like Johnny said. They're open from 3 to 9 on Monday, and they're located at 132 Myers Street. You can check them out all day. It sounds awesome. Uh, maybe you want to see what their Instagram's like or their online presence in general. You can check them out on all the social medias at Secret Trail Brew Co. Go check them out. It's a real good time. And they've got a really cool motto. And that motto is live and drink off, off the, the beaten path.
Won't You Be My Neighbor, a documentary that came out initially on June 8th, got its wide release on June 29th, directed by Morgan Neville. This documentary tells the story of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and the man behind the television show that was on the air for over 31 seasons from 1968 to 2001 with 912 episodes. So many. As I said in the first segment, there was something I didn't want to say, and I was going to come back to it. I didn't see this movie. I mentioned that. I couldn't see it. Typically in this show, if you've been keeping up for more than uh, since, like, Justice League, maybe, episode of 50, I think. Or Lego Batman. Or Lego Batman, which was like 30, I don't know what that was. We have a standing rule now that if somebody can't see the movie, they have to drink a Four loco. That's just a rule we made up, and then we stuck to it. We're not sticking to it today. We're just not doing it. I don't want to hear from many of you. We're just not doing that. <laughs> All right? <laughs> so we're not. No. That's not what we're doing with our lives right now. Not tonight. Not on a random Not Thursday. on this movie. No. Um, so that said, I've also never seen an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That's fascinating. Yes. Apparently, it's a big deal. Uh, it's it's a big deal only in the fact that it was just such an integral part to so many children's youth. Sure. Like, even in my youth, I watched reruns of it on PBS every single day. So for me, and maybe other people that don't know, what is, what's the, the premise of the show? So it's a children's show, and it centers around Mr. Rogers, and he has many different adventures, and he's got lots of different friends, and there's this other world, and it's called like Pretendland, and it's filled with characters that he voices, and there's a bunch of different puppets. And there's all these different characters, and they kind of teach life lessons and just go through different situations and dealing with different feelings and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad but at the end of the episode they always kind of tried to teach you something either about yourself or about the world and how we interact with it and it it was just a massive part of like generations of children's growing up so i'm familiar with like a peewee's playhouse yeah this seems different this is a lot different it's way more uh, personal, uh. you know, and it's way more educational and informative and helpful and definitely kind of trying to have a good positive influence on like the youth of a generation. Interesting. Pee Wee was just a little entertainment, sheer entertainment. Right. Value, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Mr. Rogers always had that, that extra layer of just like uh, realness and mm. actually caring about children and how they feel and that they're just little people with right. big emotions. Strong emotions, sure. Yeah. And it was it's was really groundbreaking stuff for his time too. That's very yeah, I mean, even just watching the trailer, I mean there's so much there that, that you wouldn't see on television today. Yeah. Even the idea of communicating to adults, n- not even to mention children, just straightforward and talking about how mm-hmm. it's okay to feel things and not everybody's always happy and that's okay to be sad. Like I, I imagine that for people that grew up on this uh, faithfully, this was a very emotional documentary. I'm wondering how it might have hit you yeah. being, being casually into Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, definitely. There was a couple times where I got choked up just because, sure. I mean, looking back now, just on some of the clips that they played, I didn't really realize how much social commentary was involved in his show. Mm. You know, But now as an adult looking back, you know, just there was a whole week that he did on what, like how to deal with your pets dying. Hmm. Just like stuff that yeah. you wouldn't think would do well like on a television show. Like you heard on the the little the, the ad, the clip that you know he did like a week on divorce right. and like there was a week on death for a kids show. He did a whole week of episodes on death. Yeah. Like that's just unheard of anymore yeah. 
And it was definitely unheard of when he was doing it. And he kind of came out of, he was a product of a generation, which was, you know, the World War II generation. There was not much talk of feelings or making making sure your children felt validated or right. like they mattered, you know. And uh, I think in today's society, it can kind of go overboard with, you know, the entitlement that we see in a lot of cases. But uh, he had a background as a, a minister. Oh, really? Yeah, he actually went to is it seminary. Yeah. Just to be a, a pastor. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I can't remember which sect he was, but it was uh, Christian. Sure. I want to say like uh, Presbyterian or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and he, his was a very just kind of inclusive loving brand of christianity which was pretty pretty cool yeah yeah it's an interesting time for something like this to come out yeah um i feel it's it's there i mean there's a lot there's always a lot of um you know like men being like just no emotions yeah fight people and stuff and i think there's something really really nice even topical in today's day and age for for this documentary to come out and remind people uh, of maybe what what used to be a little bit more commonplace on on TV, and you can you can uphold these values differently, and it doesn't always have to be people screaming at each other on Jersey Shore. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, it's funny because there's there is always that that over exaggerated machismo yeah. that you were kind of saying, and there's also this you know in the present world there's this like the polar opposite of that, just the yeah. like overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, entitled's an overused word, but just that you know. That entitlement, whereas like he actually got accused of a bit of that uh, later, you know, of, of being entitled, of breeding entitlement, oh, in a like, generation. like like elitism or what, like, guess, what do you mean by oh oh oh? I understand what you're saying. with like the next this current generation right, being like, well, we everyone said we're special, and now I'm an adult and I'm not being treated like it really I'm special. bothers me when people when people, I get I get the um, people being upset about people thinking that the world owes them something. Yeah, but I don't I don't think it's a fair a fair leap to make when when you're told as a kid that you can feel emotions and that you're special to then be like as an adult you're bad because you were told as a kid i don't think it's a correlation but i do get that yeah i just think if people think it's because of shows like this i think they're wrong yeah no and he kind of addressed it in i think it was his last commencement speech at his alma mater where he went to college mm-hmm. um that's redundant yeah <laughs> Got it. was his main point with that whole thing is just that god loves you and you should love you you matter. You yeah. have value. You know, it would basically go against his core Christian beliefs to not acknowledge the fact that people just have inherent value. Sure. Yeah. So, and I'm like, well, that just makes too much sense. That couldn't possibly be the truth. Right. You know, right. so it was fascinating, though. Yeah, dude had a really interesting kind of life and path that led him here yeah. you know, to where he was with his show. He He thought of the idea of the show the first time he saw television. Which was which was not too far behind when this came out. Yeah, like we said this came out in sixty eight or sixty seven. Excuse me, it started as an independent thing mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, and then PBS picked it up the next year. Yeah, uh, and so TV, especially like a talk show format for children, even, but it was like a new thing. You had the news. Yeah, and and what was it? And some, some soap operas, right? Like there was some children's programming, but they would get like free film. Yeah, and a lot of times the film would just be brittle and would end up breaking. Oh, really? Um, that's actually kind of how the show got started. They had, he had gotten a little bit of funding together because he basically saw that that what was being presented for children was just awful. Mm. It was just people throwing pies in each other's faces right. and just like nothing truly educational or like that yeah. had any depth. And 
you know, him having this background, he actually put off like going to seminary and was like, I'm going to go into TV. Yeah. And people were like, you don't even know what TV is. Like, yeah. You just saw it for the first time. That's nuts. But yeah, so he got this this funding and ended up having this little black and white show on public access. And they had this live, this not live, this free film that they would get. And it ended up being like brittle. Because mm-hmm. I guess when film gets old, it's been played a lot. Sure. It can just snap. And one of those times, it just snapped. And he had like a sock puppet laying around. And he punched a hole in the backdrop that the lady, because there was the lady would introduce the videos and they were filming her. Okay. And then they would play the the reels uh-huh. and it was live TV. When the reel broke, the camera would just go back to her in front of this background. Oh. So he poked a hole in the backdrop and popped his hand out with a puppet and that's Mr. crazy. Mr. Rogers was born. That's that was nuts, man. Yeah. It was a total out of necessity that the, the whole show even came about. Yeah. In the, uh, in the in the trailer, there was a, a scene with a police officer, a black police officer. Do you happen to remember his name from the documentary? Uh, I do not. We should pull it up. There we was will. a yeah. lot of names. They had so many people yeah. talking in yeah. this documentary about Mr. Rogers that it was it was hard to keep him track. But it was a really fascinating character. Right. I mean, there's so many of these things that you're saying that were groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. I want to say one thing, too, though, yeah. about one of the very first episodes of his show it was kind of in reference to um, like the Vietnam War, which was happening, and just different social commentary. Yeah. Uh, King Friday, one of the characters in Pretendland, had this thing where he was like at war with these people called the Changers, mm-hmm. and they were trying to just change things that were the way he liked them. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of just helping children deal with the idea that there's a war going on that I'm sure a lot of kids' parents were, yeah. you know, dads were over there fighting. So this character... King Friday is like, I don't like the changers. We need to build a wall. Really? Yeah. That's funny. And obviously it's they, funny inside. they they put that in there because it's like right. it's pretty it's topical. And it was topical then and it's still topical. Right. You know, no matter what side of the fence you fall on or the wall is it maybe. That's be. so yeah, hey, nice. I it's it's funny to me that you can always look back in history and, and there's always red flags that you see it and, and a huge one is like alienating or, or demonizing any portion of any people ever is always a pretty clear indicator of uh, somebody that is maybe not the nicest person Yeah, to say a little. And it's just like every people tend to forget because there's bad things. It's crazy. I mean, that says a lot that it was in this TV show 50, 40, 50 years ago, yeah. right? Yeah, it was tremendous. But yeah, you were talking about the, the black guy that was in the show. And he, um, one of the most fascinating things about that character was he was portraying a police officer. Was he not a police officer? Or, or, so I guess I'm confused. The the guest that he had on the show, was, no, it was he was a cast member. Oh, he was who played a cop okay. on the television show. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was a recurring cast member. And at that point, even just to have him on the show, it was was pretty groundbreaking. But at the time, there was a lot of violence towards black people right. swimming in pools I mean, there, you're, yeah you're in the middle of the civil rights movement yeah and there was a, a pretty famous video that came out of like a hotel owner pouring like acid and cleaning chemicals into a pool uh, just because yeah, some, right. a black family was swimming in there yeah and basically mr rogers was like this is ridiculous right. this will not stand so like the next week there was an episode and it was set like in summer and he was had his feet in this little wading pool like you'd get for your little kids right and the the police officer walks by and they end up 
sitting in the pool together with their feet in the water, like right next to each other. And it was just so powerfully symbolic. That must have made so many people mad. That's too. like just a big old love it. Mr. Rogers F you. Yeah. Man. You know what I mean? Whatever that whatever that translates to in Mr. Rogers yeah, language. Like, like you're not very nice, huh. you know. Uh his but, name is Francois Clemens, by the way. Yeah. And he purchased Officer Clemens. Well, Officer Clemens, yeah. they actually used yeah. his name. Yeah. That's cool. And uh that guy was actually pretty fascinating. He was kind of a classically trained singer. Right. Yeah, I think he's got a history in, in theater yeah. and, and singing and acting. And they uh, incorporated that quite a bit into the show. Him and Mr. Rogers had a, a running joke because he, uh, Mr. Rogers wanted him for the show, and he was pretty insistent on not doing it because it would interfere with his singing career. Huh. Uh, and Uh-oh. he ended up being on the show for 20 years. And that's his most, yeah, that's what, he, that's what he's known for now. Yeah. But, uh it was pretty funny because Mr. Rogers apparently never stopped giving him crap about that. Really? It was like, are we interfering with your singing career today, right, Mr. Clemens? Uh, but yeah, it was really fascinating that just the social awareness that, that Fred Rogers had. Yeah. And the the wokeness uh, huh, to, to real, be dude. like yeah. so ahead of his time. Uh, and he was very loving and accepting of Francis Clemens, who was actually a gay black man. Oh, was he gay? In the 60s. That's, he still is. Can he's, you? Yeah. He's still alive. Right. Still gay, still black. Um, still gay, still black. Great. Still freaking awesome. Like, yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah, we didn't I, find that out like a, halfway through the doc, but it was, yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say it's just not a good time to be gay or black. No. Like, that's, I mean. Yeah. yeah. No. Which is crazy. It's crazy that, it's great. It's great that this program existed to do that. Yeah, but it was really neat, the relationship that they had, just Mr. Rogers being so welcoming. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I wanted to emphasize when I was talking about his like brand of Christianity was so welcoming uh, that they actually had a very special relationship up until Mr. Rogers died. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this song in the show, uh, and it's called basically the the gist of it's basically I love you just the way you are. Love it. That's great. And um, yeah, you should cover it. Done. <laughs> It'd be awesome. I mean, that's what we need, right? Yes, now. it it was. It was a really cool song, and uh, they were in a scene together, and like Mr. Rogers was singing to him, and at this point, like Mr. Rogers knew he was gay. Yeah, uh, I guess he had got there had been like reports that he was out at like a gay bar, and mm-hmm. Fred Rogers was like, "You probably shouldn't hang out there. Like, we could lose advertising. I like mean, at this point in society, like they could yeah, yeah. have him be openly gay. Like that would it could be." bad for his health you know what i mean like he could get like yeah. hurt yeah um but after that you know fred knew that he was a gay man and they never really addressed it and they were singing that song together for the first time and i guess they'd been that song had been a part of the show and francis was after the scene said something like were you singing that to me or my character huh. and then fred said i've been singing that to you as long as I've known you. Oh, what a great thing to say. Yeah, and yeah, he actually right, like right started breaking down and was For saying sure. like yeah. that's like he never got that validation from his own father that's, or his yeah. stepfather. And apparently from that point on, uh, Mr. Rogers was kind of a surrogate father in his life and they were friends for the rest of Mr. Rogers' life. Yeah. So I was like so cool for an ordained minister to just exemplify his beliefs. Yeah. It's you interesting. Know. I was just just looking at the two of them over the clips that I saw in the trailer. I thought they were pretty similar in age, but Rogers was about twenty years older, mm. which uh, which kind of fits for the surrogate father idea. Yeah, it was it was a really neat relationship that they had, and just the 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 look in that guy's face, uh, France Francis Francois. Yeah. Is it Francois? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Francois, Francois Clemens. Yeah, yeah. 
Officer Clemens. Yeah. But yeah, just the look in his eye, like you knew like he meant that and that moment like changed his life. Like that was probably the first time anyone I think he actually said it that mm. no man had ever said he loved him like that. Yeah. And it was just like powerful stuff. Question. Yes. Do you think that if a show like this were to start today it would be successful or do you think that maybe we have gotten too far past this type of open emotion that it would not do well? That's a good question. Would th- you would you watch it? I would watch it. I I think uh, Fred Rogers was kind of a singularity. Yeah. Like it you know, a lot of children's entertainment tries to be that, but he was that. You know, yeah, sure. everyone in this documentary was like, no, that's that's who he was. Like his two sons were like, no, at the dinner table, that's that's who he was. Like he loved that deep and cared that much. And um, I think if a show like this happened today, it would get too too politicized. Yeah, maybe. Huh? I think it would just get overrun by ideals instead of just being wholesome and true to the message that it would be trying to portray. So I don't know if a show like this could succeed right now. I think there's just so much division that people would want the show to be for their team. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Yeah. So I I don't know. Yeah. I would watch it, and I would really appreciate it. But until that happens, if you have kids, you should just... Or if you don't have kids, you should just go back and rewatch some of the episodes of his show. Yeah. It was so good. I'd like to have this in. I'd like to have the foundation of the show so that when i when i do watch this documentary i'll have some context yeah so maybe i will see if i can get my hands on some of the uh, the original stuff i'm pretty sure you can find them on youtube they i think yeah. they yeah. might be just out there uh, at least some best of clips for sure right because yeah i mean he had like a, a super disabled kid like a paraplegic kid that in a wheelchair like on his show singing songs with him yeah it was just like crazy stuff like yeah. groundbreaking innovative and so ahead of his time right or maybe he was there at the perfect time right you know because there would be no other time you could pull it off yeah it's hard to say but yeah it was a really fascinating documentary i would highly advise seeing it it's going to probably be hitting all the streaming services if it's not available to watch in a theater near you do you want to rate this yeah it'd probably be a nine yeah, like, it's sort of a different curve to grade on. Yeah, but I don't know how you can grade a documentary maybe, maybe like this. Especially one with this many social implications. Maybe you grade it on its importantness. Yeah. Well, then it's, it's, a, the word. it's a 10. And maybe it's pr- not production value, but um, I think films like this are important. I mean, Fred Rogers was a good guy. That's, yeah. I think, universally accepted. So it depends on what the goal of the documentary is. If it's just to tell the story of his life, um, I think that's one thing. If it is to... Um, maybe put this show on a pedestal. That's that's another thing as well. I don't I don't really know what the goal of the documentary is. If it's just purely historical, I think, but I think it was more emotionally driven than that, based it, on what I'm hearing. It was. Um, I think the the real emphasis I got from the documentary was telling his story and getting his message across. Yeah. More than anything, it was definitely not putting the show on a pedestal. Uh, in any way, other than I think people going into the documentary would always already feel about it. Uh, I think it was more just really like a historical portrayal. And then also, yeah, just re- like reinstating what he was about. Yeah. And, you know, at this point for this documentary to come out now, maybe just reminding people what we kind of used to be about. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And it's a good time to be reminded of someone like this is philosophy. Make America care again. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this movie never hit mainstream theaters. Am I correct in that? No. 
Okay, so if you live in Chico, this, and correct me if I'm wrong, is screening at the pageant for another couple weeks? Uh, it's It was his that... last day today, but I was told by the owner that they're going to be bringing it back within the next couple weeks because, you know, it's really awesome to see. He told me that every showing they've had of this for the last three weeks has either been sold out or within two or three tickets of selling out. That's nuts. So a lot of people are wanting to check this out. That's the the pageant, everybody. It's a, it's an independent theater here in Chico on 6th and Flume, just outside of downtown. And they screen they screen movies every week, indie films that don't make it to the main circuit. We saw Hearts Beat Loud there a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Uh, so if you're into that, go check out this movie. If not, like Johnny said, it probably will be available yeah. uh, on streaming services near your hard drives. And your eyeballs. Is that what things work on? Is that what PlayStations have, hard drives? I think so. Downloading centers? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, as you guys know, I cannot rate this movie. Yeah. So I wrote an N.A. You're giving it final answer. Is... I'm going to say like 9.5. Perfect. It was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. It didn't really cover something like super crazy controversial. I yeah. mean, it wasn't like shocking content, like you're being enlightened to some human tragedy. Right, right. But it was, it's an important story. And he lived an important life. Like he was a really important dude to a lot of people. And I think we could all use a big, healthy bowl full of Mr. Rogers vibes and out attitude and outlook in this day and age yeah like we said the the show aired until 2001 it had 31 episodes 31 seasons excuse me yeah uh and mr rogers passed away in 2003 mm-hmm. and uh so i think there's only one real uh live live um actor in this and i believe it's his wife am i correct in that is it his wife or no there was a couple there was oh, really? the mailman oh that the, the the um clemens officer right. officer clemens there was a lady that pretty much just was only in um pretend land or whatever oh maybe so, that's what i'm thinking of yeah no there was there was a bunch of people okay well, yeah. my bad then i thought i saw one thing but good okay no yeah it was good it was a great show and Is... it was crazy he came out of retirement um just after 9 11 oh. like to do a couple episodes yeah. about stuff right you know what i mean it was crazy it was like the hero America needs. Right. You know. Is this um this movie's rated PG thirteen? Is it appropriate for kids? Yeah. What there, was it? There was, was just it a couple over? minor language. Gotcha. There, I think there was like maybe one butt. Uh, oh, there was yeah. a, a just a funny prank that they Got played, it. but yeah, just like a couple minor cuss words. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing right. bad at all. No, right. I would highly encourage taking kids to see it. Good. It runs just over an hour and a half, so it's a nice, tasty little tidbit. Yeah. Uh, what you should not let your kids do is come into the danger zone with us that we're going to get into right after this break because we have more than a little. Uh, although I don't know how much language we're going to do. Do you have anything else you want to say about this documentary? Uh, in the danger zone. Maybe a little. Okay. I mean, there there was some interesting things, and the the, the social commentary was interesting. Yeah. But uh, not, the, yeah, nothing really spoilery. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's nothing really to spoil. Right. So. Right. The one thing we do have coming up is our second and final beer that Johnny brought from his cellar. It's very exciting. It's a type of beer that I rarely see and drink, and it has some adjuncts that I've never even heard of. So please do stick around. Don't skip the danger zone. Bad things will happen to you and your family forever. Whoa. Just, just they will. So I'm sorry, man. Stick around. Jeez. Folks, go check out the Handlebar here in Chico. They're an awesome restaurant and craft beer bar. They got a ton of taps and seven days a week. They have a happy hour from the hours of 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off all their draft beers. That's right. Every single draft beer, dollar off. You're balling on a budget. Go get yourself some food and a beer during happy hour. That's right. Handlebar Chico is at 2070 East 20th Street. Go check them out. They're an awesome local business, and they support this podcast. What's not to love? Welcome to the Danger Zone. We are pouring our second and final beer. 
and it doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. It is very much more orange. While Johnny's pouring, I'm going to tell you what it is, even though he brought it. You can talk more. Mostly, I just want to say the name. This is a beer by Siren Craft Brew, and it is called the Kentucky Tickle Monster. Yes! It is a bourbon barrel-aged triple IPA with mango and cedar wood, and it comes in at a measly, unimpressive 16.3%. Yeah, no big deal. I think it's the strongest IPA I have ever been near. Got that bourbon barrel-aged right? triple IPA, dog. I mean, this is one of the strongest beers I think we've had ever. I've had ever. I mean, there's a few up in this. In this, I think the only 17s that I know are like Tweak from Avery. Yeah. And what's Uncle Jacob's? Like 16? No, it's Maybe not. 16. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Anyways, this is a very strong beer, and it's an IPA to boot. Or you know what else is a strong IPA? Is uh, 120. Dogfish had a 120-minute IPA. Uh, also, but I don't think it's quite this strong. It depends on the year, Maybe. Maybe. You just sipped that. Yeah. Your face gave me nothing to go off of, except po- maybe curiosity. Poker face, dog. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't getting nothing from me. I would really like something, though. Okay. What did you, what'd you think? Wow. Wow, man. What is happening in my mouth? I don't know. I'd love to, though. Uh, it's caramely. Sure. That almost drinks like a barley wine. That makes sense. Like, wow. Good barley wine, or do you get some of no. the barley wine qualities, or, no. or more... I don't know why I'm always... I could just taste it myself. It's, but. It smells of a deep, rich malt. There's quite quite a bit of sediment floating around as well, which I think is... Uh, maybe not in your glass, because I think you gave me the second pour. I don't know. But Man. this is, this is uh, very syrupy looking. You can taste like the, the outline of where hops used to be. Yep, you can smell it pretty strongly as well. Um, you, you get like a subtle little like... There's a little hop for you. Just a little... Just Yeah. Not much, though. You get a ton of of barrel and malt and some sweetness. Wow, this is a wild beer, man. The Tickle Monster's Kentucky cousin has been hiding in bourbon barrels for a year, and we can't hold him back any longer. All the hot-packed taste bud tickling of the original with an added depth and complexity from the barrel aging, plus a fresh, oh, a fresh dry hopping. Oh wow! Okay, interesting. So maybe that's where that comes from. Maybe maybe it's like it's all gonna burn off. We don't. We can't do it. Yeah, we have to throw some in there later. That's interesting to me. Uh, looking for a bottling date as we speak, and I'm not seeing it. Um, oh, was that right there? No, that can't be right. This is. Oh, it does have a best before date, which seems counterintuitive mm-hmm. on a barrel aged beer, but it does say it's best before November 9th of 2018. All right. So maybe that's like a best buy after the dry hop. Maybe like here's six or three. Or that's when the hops are going to be six still months. viable. Interesting. Do yeah. you, Do you like it? I guess first off is my question to you. I don't hate it. Okay. Yeah. I definitely like it more than the last beer. Oh really? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give me more. Uh, I don't know. What's this? What's this mouth feel like? What's, what's mm. Tell me about the color because, like I was saying, it looks kind of different. Yeah, it's like a a rich golden kind of almost copper. Man, that is intense. I uh, ooh. Yeah. Wow, that is oh man, there's a lot there. It's it's girthy. Mm, mm-hmm. It's got a ton of, of heft to it. Oh, there's a very specific flavor. It's it's caramel adjacent. Yeah. But I've got something completely different and I can't quite put my tongue on it. Like burned sugar? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like Which a, is what caramel is, but not done yet. You know what I mean? Before it, you add the milk. Right. I guess it kinda tastes like um like the top of a creme, creme brulee. brulee. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. Nice. Yep. Uh, I do get some of that. That's why we're best. Huh. I uh, like I don't know there's almost like a like a really um like a melony quality coming in at the end. Well, I, maybe I'm tripping out but there's it feels fruit like in this man. Is oh that's right there's mango. Yeah there's that's, a... it. that's right that's right. I was going to say like like, <laughs> like like there's like a cantaloupe kind of but it's probably mango. That's right. Yeah. Okay. 
which is a very weird thing. It's really throwing me off how mango, how heavy this is. Mango and bourbon and it's a weird thing, man. This is a monster for sure. Okay, the, the tickle monster. I love the name. So I, when when we get to the rating, I'm sure we're gonna have to take into account how strange this is. Whew. I think unique. Yeah, you can't drink this straight. It's so it's like, big. It's yeah. Um, That's what she said. Oh, all right. I mean, I guess if you wanna, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. A little easy, but okay. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting beer. Yeah, that is what she said. Um, I don't know, man. It's interesting to me, so I'll give it some extra points for that. I don't. I don't know that I love it. While we while you you process it and maybe drink some more. Yeah, you should do the nose plug thing and then I will do do that. that. Um, I actually got this beer and I want to shout out who I got it from. It's my buddy Andy and his lady Laurie, who lives in Wales. And he brought oh, this. This back is the broad from abroad. Yeah, the broad from abroad. Okay. Yeah, this yeah, beer sure. is from abroad. I forgot about that. From abroad. Did we say that on the podcast? I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, right we're right saying it again. I don't know why. I thought it came we up. said that from. I thought we did that off air. I don't know. Man. I don't remember. I never had my headphones on. I don't remember when we say anything. Yeah. People uh, ask me like, "Hey, do you remember in the episode when you said that thing?" I'm like, "Fuck no, I do I not." I really think it's funny. I, I've told a few people. Um, and I really feel like this. If you want to get to know either of us, maybe listen to this podcast. I feel like I'm I'm pretty genuinely myself here. Yeah. Even though I'm c- kind of constantly talking and trying to t- say coherent things, but I do feel like it's a pretty good representation of how I am and and how I behave and my inner thoughts a lot of the time. Yeah. I think me too. I don't really. I'm never really that fake. Yeah, I know. But still, like, how often? Do, well, we. This is what we first started this podcast for. Like, how often do you sit down? And really get to know somebody for an hour yeah. at a time. It's usually fleeting moments of, you know, a text, a little bit of a connection. Yeah, and like we're really talking for a while. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think that the amount that you and I speak to each other and the transparency that we have would translate if anybody decided to listen to us for that long. They so would get to know us pretty well. If you're in the market for some friends, is what Max is trying to say. Basically, I mean, I can't tell you how many podcasts I listen to that I am 100 percent convinced I would be friends with those people yeah. because I know them, and and I don't listen to podcasts that I don't vibe with the. Co-host, I just don't find it interesting, and you know appealing. that's fair. Yep, that's one hundred percent. Look at you guys. Fuck you, Josh. Uh, so no, but yeah, a lot of times people will be like, um, I think Brandon did it the other day. Our Brandon, yeah, our Brandon cool. Duran. What's yeah. up, dog? What's up, man? Uh, yeah, he was like, I love, or I think maybe Jared Schmidt did it. Too. I'm just name dropping. Yeah, crazy. sure. Just I think they both did it at separate times, but Jared like tweeted something right and it was a reference to one of our patreon bonus episodes oh really and i was like did you did you remember it no yeah it's yeah i feel like i don't know tweeted him back and i'm like what What? yeah it's funny because i've done that with other podcasts too like i've quoted podcasts and i tweet at them and like sometimes they just like it and i'm like but i just said something so specific and you can't relevant they probably don't know what i'm talking about they do like five a week i don't know well and especially for like the longer format ones like uh, that don't like, you dare say Joe Rogan right now. Well, yeah. I just yeah. listened to one that was like three and a half hours That's long. Too long. What does he do with his time? He just does that. Yeah. He does like five a week, right? Five or six? Or... He's up the production. Yeah, there's like four a week now. I just have a hard time believing that it would be that. I, I don't know that anybody has that much to talk about that is interesting. I know he has guests, but... I'll, yeah, just, the guests uh, kind of make it. I'll give him another chance. I just don't like him. The thing is, you have to do what I do and only listen to episodes of a show with people on that you yes. find interesting. See, I've done that with uh, a couple podcasts. What, Kyle, we're just name-dropping Patreon people. Kyle, if you are hearing this, I would love to know that podcast uh, that you like, that you just, I just listened to it with uh, with Mike Kaplan, was a guest, who is a comedian that I like, and I can't think of the name of the show, but shows like that where I don't necessarily love the host by themselves, 
but the guest kind of adds yeah. to it, I'm all about it. So yeah, I that's get that. that's me with Rogan. If it, if there's a guest on that I don't like, like he had, uh, what's his name? I was just like, you have to hear that. Peter Schiff, yeah. I believe was his name. He's like a financial consultant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, nah. I mean, I actually am really interested in that sort of stuff. But if I'll just read a book, like yeah, I'll, you know, like if I need to know some facts, I will look them up. But here's my thing about Joe Rogan, dude. Uh, it's like we, you and I, and other podcasts that I enjoy, make a point of not speaking over each other. We even do our best to not affirm each other while the other person is speaking. And I think that Joe Rogan is the kind of person that just is always like, yeah, okay, yeah, bro, what about this? And then he's like, he cuts people off is what I'm saying. He's actually really good at not doing that. Maybe I've just seen bad examples. I think you might have. And a lot of times he has to like tell his guests, let's try and not speak over each other. He just did it on the episode I listened to. So, huh? All right. Well, give him another chance. Yeah, a lot of podcasts do that though, and but it bugs me. Is he a is he a free form dude though? Does he just kind of sit down with his guest and go where it goes? Yeah, but I mean, a lot of times he'll have a guest on that like a uh, comedian just or is put out, c- putting out a book yeah, or like right. you know. But then there's episodes where like Steven Tyler from Aerosmith came on, and that was a fucking journey into space. That dude's nuts. Yeah. And the one with uh, what's his name, the crazy guitar player guy, uh, Ted Nugent. That was an adventure. That's interesting. He interviewed Ted Nugent. Isn't isn't Ted Nugent kind of infamously really conservative and outspoken about? Or am I thinking of something Incredibly else? Incredibly yeah, okay. outspoken. He's like the gun toting. Yeah. Like if a gun was a flag, he'd raise it. <laughs> yeah. And it was interesting because like overall, he's more or less a normal dude. I love the 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 free flow like long format. Just you get more to the bottom of things instead of like your political beliefs being reduced to a soundbite. Well, that's a that's yeah. But if you're talking about issues like that, I think it's yeah. very important to to yeah to not just make it something that you can write in a headline on a blog. Yeah, and he's had some pretty con- controversial people on there, and I think it's important for like us as a society to have that kind of forum to just get to know people better. I think like every podcast or every politician should have to do like a month of podcasts before they get elected. Just hit the circuit. And then everyone that votes has to listen to all of them. That's what I'm saying. And it's like people figure out who you are yeah. when you sit down and speak. And it's not like you're being drilled with questions and you don't have to answer like in 30 seconds before you move on. You can actually talk about things. I think it applies to not just, you know, politics, but like anybody. Yeah. Right? Like Exactly. Like if you really want to make a decision about how you feel about someone, like put them in a room with somebody for three hours and give them a six-pack of beer and a microphone. Yeah. Like, yeah. you'll learn a lot. So, I don't know. I'd give him another chance. Pick an episode with somebody okay. you like. If, if I, I'll look back and, like, see if there's a couple I recommend that, that aren't sounds great. super Joe Rogan-y. Yeah. And also, once he, like, starts talking, there's, like, three things that he talks about that I just, like, check out. Like, he talks about hunting too much. Joe Rogan does? Yeah. Oh. Um, and it, I love that he talks about hunting a lot because I like the idea of hunting. Um but he kind of beats a dead horse. That's sometimes. what I'm getting at. Like he records so many. Like he's just one dude, right? Yeah. I get that if you have rotating guests, they're going to be different viewpoints. But at some point, you're the same co-host, and yeah. people are going to cry. If you're doing six or seven episodes a week, you're going to have your opinions don't change. Yeah. Like you're just going to be regurgitating the same things. Yeah. And I, he, he so. he's pretty good about not giving like the long answer to certain issues. But there are definitely times where I'm like, I'm just going to zoom ahead ten minutes. I've got three hours of content. I can right. lose this ten minutes. Right. Uh, speaking of losing 10 minutes, we just did that. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> worthwhile. No, it was. That's what the danger is. I always say this. The danger yeah. zone is for that. Well, and also, it's I don't have a whole lot else to say about Mr. Rogers, so right. I'm going to talk about Mr. Rogan. Yeah. Um, did you know mm-hmm. that Mr. Rogers was a very gifted pianist? 
Um, I think I've seen a clip. Yeah, I think he, that's the extent. He composed though. every song for the show ever. Yeah. Like he did all the music for the show, which was fascinating. I really do think that the trailer that we heard earlier does kind of start off sounding like a horror movie. Yeah, was that the creepiest trailer ever? I think like it's not really it was that's a problem with genuine kindness. It can it's so often used as as like a, a red flag in horror movies like Hello, little kid. Yeah. You want a hug? It's like, no. Yeah. And, Get out of here. And honestly, there's like a couple moments in this documentary where like, you're a grown man with a puppet. See, but is that just us putting up our walls? No, 100%. You know, like, he's just a nice dude. Yeah. But also there are pedophiles, so yeah. you can't, you know, you got to play it safe. Yeah, there was a rumor that he was gay. Did you mean to follow that after I said pedophiles? You went straight to gayness? No, no, no. Just like... Johnny that, hates gay people. No, that, that um, genuine... Fuck off. <laughs> that genuine niceness that can be mistaken for something. Especially at that time, dude. Yeah. And that gets back to what I was saying, which is something I want to tie in. Um, I love when I don't say complete thoughts. Yeah. And I just like. So, yeah. no, I only said that because Officer Clemens, who ended up being, Very you know, a career gay guy. Yes. Still gay. Still <laughs> for black. life. Yeah. Um, was like commenting on that. He's like, guys, I'm pretty sure if he was gay, I'd have. I don't know, picked up a vibe. Huh. <laughs> I was like, I like the way you said that, dog. But I like, I don't like, I think it's it's very telling at the time, right? Um, back to what I was saying about, like, I'm just flexing my muscles. Yeah. I hope that gets the point across. <clears throat> like men, he's, Fred Rogers isn't a manly man, so he must be gay. Like, yeah. And in the, the, the 60s and, and around that time, even before that especially, it's clearly if you're not a manly man, you're you're a homo. There was some deep, deep ignorance back in those days. Which I do, and kind of tying these two things together, I want to shout out a podcast I just started listening to. It's one that I've listened to before, but they just started a new season. It's the podcast called Scene on Radio, S-C-E-N-E. Good good podcast. Have you heard it? Yeah. Have you heard the new season? I listened to all the episodes about, about race. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I mentioned that months ago. I was, if you'd let me finish a goddamn sentence. Sure. I, I listened to it. it. I don't interrupt. I listened to it after you recommended it to me, and I'm a big fan of that podcast. Coitus interruptus over yes, here. Sorry. What's the new season about? Right. It's about... Um, our culture's perception on masculinity. Oh, wow. How we came to be such an overwhelmingly patriarchal society, toxic masculinity. It's very interesting. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do they tackle these issues in a, a biased way? Biased way? Unbiased. Oh. Um, or biased. Well, you the thing I mean? is, the host of the show is a white dude who is straight and not disabled. He's like a normal... That said... He does have a co-host. Like last season for, for seeing why he had, um, his name was uh, Chenjirai Kumanika or something like that. Yeah. Can't remember. Anyways, this season he has um, a woman who I think, I know she's a person of color. I don't know okay. what color she is. Gotcha. Um, so I think, and they addressed that in the first episode that he's like, I get it. This is a podcast. Basically the season's about women. And yeah. I'm a dude, like, mansplaining it. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to do that, but he is. The, it's his show and hmm. whatever. So I think, and I've only heard the first episode. I'm going to check that out which immediately. Which is, by the way, called Dick Move. Nice. So it's, yeah, part one of Men by Scene on Radio. I, right. I think it's highly worth checking out. I'm definitely going to check that out. I really enjoyed the the last series, Seeing White. Uh, it was very eye-opening and uh, one of those, like, wow, this is really important information that yeah. I'm consuming. and. You know, bummed you out at times just sure. because of the just the depths of ignorance and mm -hmm. shittiness in people. That I like their stuff, man. They're putting out some good content that I think people need to hear. Yeah, yeah, I think it's worthwhile. Also, listen to Ted Nugent on Joe Rogan. Yeah, you know, you don't have to just like one type of podcast. Yeah. You can listen to like the 
historical digging into things like yeah. like seen on radio, or you can just listen to open format, or you can listen to us only. That's fine too. I would say that's the best move. Just us, only us. Yeah, no, yeah. that's actually the worst move. I want you all to listen to as many things that make your brain expand as possible. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I just tried out um, my favorite murder. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, Little, little dark. I haven't heard it. But like, heard even for it. me, like, I was just going through my workday listening to it. I'm like, this is a little, little dark. Is it a, is it by chance a comedy show? It's two comedians uh, talking about random, like, serial killers. Because there's another podcast called Last Podcast on the Left. Yes. I'm Similar to that? Not quite. No. No. Right. They're more like horror genre, like, more like cinematic universe. Maybe I am stuff. thinking about my favorite murder. My favorite murder is yet. Yeah, what do you mean? I mean, maybe I'm confusing it with because because the one that I'm thinking of is like people rehashing old murders, but like making kind of jokes about it. But was it two chicks? No. It was, okay. It was guys. That's why I said comedians. That's the the term for oh ends e n comedians comedians yeah. is that what that is comediettes yeah, Com- yeah. comedians that's, sure. I guess that's actually the term so is that true yeah how did you hear that uh, I listened to it shit ton of comedy podcasts because you better be very very close to the pronunciation because it sounds obviously like yeah. comedians yeah you have to say like yeah, my next guest is a great comedian comedian interesting yeah hmm but well look at that i don't know yeah people are all about pronouns these days dog we should get back to this beer real quick yeah let's do it i don't have a rating yet i gotta drink a little more <laughs> let's you... revisit it yeah it's just to just this... to refresh we're talking about the kentucky tickle monster by siren craft brew from you said in england wales wales yeah. thank you and it's a 16.3% bourbon barrel-aged triple IPA with mango and cedar wood. I don't understand the cedar wood. Maybe that's what the barrels were made of. Maybe they threw in cedar wood. Maybe I they, don't know how stuff maybe works. Maybe they cooked it on a cedar plank like salmon at, at Red Lobster. It's hard to say. It could, but anything's possible. So I know that you said you like this more than the last beer, which means yeah. it's higher than a four. Yeah. Do you have a number yet? Uh, you know. it's. I mean, it's so, it's so in your face. This beer is such a statement. It's honestly getting better. As yep. it gets a little warmer, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I agree. it's rounding out a little bit. This is like a seven, seven five, right in that ballpark for me. Um, I don't find it terribly offensive. You definitely get a ton of the barrel. The triple IPA, which is usually overly sweet, has been balanced out to a nice, like, caramely roundness. It has kind of um, an odd bitterness that's not necessarily hoppy. It almost tastes pithy, like it's mm. it's got some fruit rind in it somewhere. Uh, which is odd, but it could just be the dry hopping of a triple IPA that's obviously triple IPAs, especially aged, especially in bourbon barrels, are going to be kind of malt bombs. Yeah. So once you dry hop something like that, you're going to get kind of a weird funky bitterness. It's not going to be like a dry hopped lager where you're like, oh, hops and nothing else except crisp beer. This is like, oh, hops on top of a barrel aged triple IPA malt bomb. So it adds a weird layer to it of like musty bitterness yeah it's very strange so out of ten uh seven. Oh, you go on seven okay did you say seven five at first or? i was like seven seven five yeah, okay i was in the ballpark um and just because the aftertaste isn't that pleasurable no um no, that's not. why it w- went down to the seven it's a very thick beer it's uh it's weighty on the mouth there are some interesting flavors i think it's an interesting approach to this very uh few and far between showing up Style of beer? I can honestly say I've never had Dogfish 120. I think counts as a triple IPA, or maybe no. We've I've had triple IPAs. I've never had a uh, bourbon barrel aged triple IPA. Is Dogfish had 120 not barrel aged? I don't know. I think it is. Is it? 
I'm not positive. That beer's not good. Right. I've got a lot of similar characteristics. I like what you were saying earlier on about the barley wine bits of this. I think that I get all of the things that I don't like about barley wines in this beer and none of the things that I do because the flavor profiles are very different. The the pithiness you were describing, I was going to call maybe like stale hops. Hey. Yo. It's like licking a stamp or an envelope. You have to be more specific. Like the that that weird like almost chemically bitterness. Oh, I don't get that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah? I don't get that. Take another drink. All right. Think about that. It's like, think about licking an envelope when you have that aftertaste. I mean, I get I get that kind of kind of acidic, um, I guess chemically kind of works. Um, but there's so much sweetness on this, too, that's masking the crazy high alcohol. We didn't have to drink a Four loco today. We did this. Yeah, what is it? 16, four, three. It's higher ABV than the Four loco. Is it? Oh, that's true, huh? Four loco, the biggest one's 14. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, what color for a loco do we have in the fridge? I got. By the way? I'd never seen it. That's why I was so excited. Is it the black one. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. Black and green. Yeah. What is that? I haven't had it yet. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got it. What was that? God damn it! Now I want to drink it. What movie did we say it was? Fahrenheit 451. Because I didn't watch the last quarter of it. Right. So whatever week that whatever episode that was, that's when I bought this. So we're we're aging our locos. Oh now. yeah. We should put it in a whiskey barrel. Yeah. Why not? Let's get crazy. I'm giving this beer a four. Okay. It's. I don't care. It's right. too too much for me. It is a lot. Um. And yeah, both of our beers today were just um, muddled. I want to say I, again, they were I'm just sticking by that crimson. I yeah. really liked it, but this one is, um, you know, the only thing keeping it from being like a two and a half is that it's so interesting with the approach to making it. Yeah, adding mango and and bourbon barrel aging a triple IPA is um, kind of weird, and it's not undrinkable. I think I'm getting heartburn from it. That's I think I am too. Something else. Yeah. I think I'm done with it. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, I got a sip left. I'll probably finish it. It's hey, it's it's still a got, beer. Still got Patreon bonus stuff to do. That's right. Um, That's for loco time, baby. Just huh. <laughs> crack that open. I'll get another one. We're gonna die. Um, I think yeah. we're good with this beer, man. And yeah. uh, I don't have a lot else to add on uh, Mr. Rogers. It was a cool doc, man. Yeah, you should check it out. It'll, I'm guessing more likely will be you streaming it. Yeah. So once this drops. Or just listen to this podcast and be fulfilled. That's and true. I actually feel like I got a pretty good grip on this thing based nice. on your descriptions. So thank you. I did my job well. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't nervous, but I knew like more was on my shoulders this week. Yeah. And I was like a little edgy. You carried it, dude. I, I sailed I was, right through. It's like, I got a job to do. It was clean AF as fuck. I need to do, say. I need to carry Mr. Rogers' just flagpole into this room. And I yep. planted it dead center in the table. Yeah, you did. And I'm going to finish this podcast by saying I love you just the way you are. Thank you for saying that. I love you as well. Uh, thanks for listening. Find us on social medias at Fresh Hop Cinema or email us at fhccast at gmail.com. My name is Herman. My name is Mr. Rogers. We'll see you next week. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.